Hey guys, I got a special deal for you, our listeners, from our new sponsor, Audible.com. That's right. If you go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, you can get set up with a free 30-day trial of their service that'll give you a free audiobook. The best part of that, you can cancel at any time, including during that trial period, and keep that free book that you got. Doing so not only gets you a free audiobook, but it helps the show out tremendously. You can select any audiobook you want, including Ready Player One, a futuristic story on the possible future of VR, or Extra Lives, a piece on why video games are art and important to our daily lives. So go do it, audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Once again, the book is yours to keep or stay with Audible and keep getting books every single month. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash firmware update. So go get your free book. And welcome to another edition of the Firmware Update, your podcast of choice for all the video game goodness in the world of PlayStation. Episode 196 today, I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me across the border, Joe Garcia. All the way across the border. <laughs> Live from a south of the border in Chicago is Joe Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, buddy? Uh, man, it's been stressful over here, uh, moving and shit. Uh, I've still got about a week, but I've, you know, I've been spending a lot of my time finding and collecting boxes to pack all my shit in, uh, and then packing my shit in said boxes. Uh, ah, fucking sucks. Uh, just for, as a, giving you advice here. Mm -hmm. Uh, best place, like you work in a hotel, so they probably get product all the time. Asking them for boxes that they may have lying around is always good. Like I used to do the same thing when I worked at AT&T or, or Metro, where I would at, if we got product in, in those nice size boxes, like, Hey, can I have this? And they're like, yeah, go for it. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, to start trying that. Also another good spot to get if you're looking for medium size boxes or so, um, Alcohol stores. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because they usually have, like, decent boxes, and, you know, granted, they'll have that thing in there to hold bottles, but you can pull that out, and you've got a good-sized box you can use. This is from years of, of moving, so trust me. <laughs> Let old Malcolm show you the way, my friend. <laughs> uh, aside from that, uh, you've also uh, are in control of now three pre-orders of the SNES Classic for... <laughs> If you folks want to know the backstory on that one, check out Pass or Play for September for all your three dollar patrons out there. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, we did. <laughs> in the middle of recording, uh, well, I guess there's two significant points uh, of contention in that particular thing you just said there, Malcolm. Number one, yes, we did a live as we were recording this. Uh, I looked at Twitter as I usually do, kind of glanced to make sure not, I'm not missing anything. Uh, you know, vis-a-vis -vis the podcast, and that's when I saw that, oh, shit, pre-orders for the SNES Classic are up again on Walmart.com. Uh, so uh, as I was <laughs> as we were having a discussion uh, about Dishonored's upcoming uh, DLC slash expansion uh, for September, uh, I was able to also simultaneously uh, secure another pre-order for an SNES Classic, uh, which I must say is very impressive with me. Yes, it is. 
You've got you've got a good chunk of the video games coming out in 2018 covered. I must say. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got the the original one that I pre-ordered was the European uh, SNES classic on Amazon. Uh, I think two months ago at this point. Um, and then, of course, uh, I got one. Well, not of course, but fucking very through a lot of trouble, I got one at Target uh, when they opened those pre-orders on Tuesday. Uh, I had to jump through quite a few hoops on that fucking thing uh, to get that. And then this one today. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Uh, well, I'm happy you're doing well. <laughs> not, not so well on my end, you know. <laughs> uh as for those of you who may know already, uh, at around July, my uh, store that I was working at closed down. So I am currently unemployed, which sounds fun in theory. But nope. uh, <laughs> after a while, you start to gain anxiety about, you know, hey, how am I going to pay rent and other things attached to money. So, you know, <laughs> th- thankfully, uh, I had saved up quite a bit. I actually, during that last month, Mainly because the boss didn't care, I made it a point to work open to close every day that month to get a good chunk of money coming my way. I just got uh, my uh, commission check, which was uh, pretty nice for that last month uh, on the 21st. And on top of that, uh, I've also got pension, which isn't going to be accrue anymore, so I just took it out. So I, I had that coming mm-hmm. in. I also have a sever- a small severance coming in, so that should keep me afloat for a little while. By me, I mean me, my wife, and my mother-in-law. Uh, <laughs> now, now, I am looking at other jobs, which has been a pain in the neck because I thought I did get a job and that I would be starting on July 28th. And for those of you who are checking your calendar right now, no, this is not an old show. This is August <laughs> 25th right now we're recording. <laughs> and I still have yet to start, mainly because they start – I started the, they started the background check and they said, don't worry, you'll be all set. And lo and behold, I was not all set because they, because that background check did not finish till later. And they're like, oh, don't worry, we'll get you started on the 28th of August. And just as soon as your background comes back, the background came back on the 20th. So we're still a good week away from that start date. And, you know, I called them up and said, hey, it's, I just talked, I actually called the company that was doing the background check. And uh, and I called them back and said, hey, it's done. They never pick up the phone, by the way. I tell them that it's done, so you can go ahead and start logging me in. And then they call me back the following Monday next week, and they're like, hey, unfortunately, we're all out of spots. So we're going to have to start you <laughs> on 9-11, which is a great day to start anything. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, I started looking for – well, I was already looking for other work the first time they backburnered me, which uh, got back to me finally in the form of Duke Energy, which, hey, it's a utility company. People aren't going to say I don't need electricity. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the interview went pretty well for those curious. I had that today. And uh, so fingers crossed. Uh, I think I did a good job. And plus the fact that I was, yeah, I, believe it or not, a really effective salesman hopefully will uh, help me out in this new uh, venture. Uh, I find out on the fourth, if I get started, I will continue to apply to places as Joe through his connections at uh, the Marriott, gave me a nice little list that I'm going to go to afterwards and start applying there. And hopefully soon I'll have somewhere to start before too, too long. So there's that. <laughs> uh, on to- 
But on top of that, um, have been I've had a good amount of time to play some video games, obviously. <laughs> Fantastic. We'd love to hear about that. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I've already been telling, telling Joe uh, I finished Wolfenstein, finally. Uh, Undertale came out not too long ago. I know I beat something out. Uh, okay, I went back. I finally finished Horizon Zero Dawn. I uh, got that and had completed. Then uh, I Undertale came out. And, you know, we're not going to do a review episode for it because it's an old game and we technically gave our thoughts about it. But it's an awesome. It's so awesome. I <laughs> I still cry at that last at that true final boss fight. Uh, it's As, good. Oh, it's so good. And the music is really, really good, too. Fantastic stuff. Oh, God. It is. Well, it's a steal at 15 bucks on PSN, which is where yeah. I got it. So uh, it definitely go do it. it <laughs> So I uh, played that game, cried like a baby, and I was perfectly fine doing that. And um, then I, I, I've i downloaded Uncharted Lost Legacy. Oh, I actually splurged and I got Sonic Mania, which I've been playing a bit of. Oh, so good. It's incredible. I, I'm so happy that it turned out to be a good game. I've been down this path so many times with Sonic and the promise of a good Sonic game. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking more. There will be a Sonic Mania review coming up, but uh, in a word, it's worth it. You'll get it. <laughs> uh, like I a got big it. hug. I got it on PSN because the wife will want to play it. Joe got it on Switch, which is also a great place for that game. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, the care that this guy, uh, what was the name of the gentleman who made this game? Uh, Christian Whitehead. Uh, he led development. He It wasn't him by himself. Uh, he, he was the lead programmer, but he got some other help from uh, some other uh, people in the Sonic mod community. Uh, so it's yeah, a game made with a lot of love for Sonic. Like there's there's so many references hidden in that game too. <laughs> like there's one boss fight in particular where you're like, oh my god, this is happening. <laughs> uh, and I, I love that you know essentially they give Robotnik Koopa kids. <laughs> yeah, basically. Which is great because uh, he he's needed some actual sidekicks and not just all him. And uh, <laughs> if you beat the game a hundred percent, meaning you get all the chaos emeralds and whatnot, there's actually a nice ending that people are already theorizing ties in to Sonic Revolutions. Is that the or oh, Sonic Force? Sonic Forces. Sonic oh. Forces is which uh, you can go check that out. But or you know what, you can yeah, spend I- the nineteen ninety nine on the game <laughs> you're getting. Yeah, I'm not going to push my luck in, in, in get <laughs> with Sonic Forces. I think I'm happy with Sonic Mania being good uh, and leave it go at that. The, go to the well one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not going to push my luck on that. Yeah, but it feels like forever, but we finally got a relevant Sonic game that, dare um, I say, will probably find its way in our Game of the Year tournament. Uh, at a much higher seed than I might have anticipated. Indeed. Freaking yeah. A. What a time to be alive, everyone. Indeed. Uh, and I've been playing, uh, like I was about to say, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Really enjoying that game. Really enjoying that game so far. And I, I especially like the dialogue between uh, Nadine and Chloe. Yeah. And I, what I really appreciate about Naughty Dog is they know how humans talk to one another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised how, uh, how hard that is for people to get down. Oh, yeah. And... Their relationship and how it develops over the course of the game, I've really been enjoying. Like, at the start of the game, they're like, it's business and strictly but. However, the, as the game goes on and they're, like, talking back and forth and get to know each other, they start 
you see it form before your very eyes. And there's even one moment where I, I won't spoil it, but let's just say Nadine sort of stumbles on a piece of information that's like kind of a heartbreaking uh, realization. And her reaction to it is so human. She's like, okay, look, I, about what I just said. And, and, and Chloe's like, no, 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 dude, don't, don't even worry about it. It's like, it, it sounds like something simple, but that's like a human interaction right there when you like stumble across something painful. And I, I really enjoy it. Nate, I, I really love Nadine. I enjoyed that character from Uncharted 4 immensely. So I'm happy to see her continue to be part of the canon and i'm really liking this experiment and where it's going so far yeah it's yeah it's, that game <laughs> that game is real good um so far i was about um, to say that i say everything you were gonna say <laughs> go, uh, go on you're saying no, basically it's, it's it's a fine game i haven't, we've, haven't we haven't neither of us have played through it just yet because we did just get it this week uh and it's gonna be it's a substantial you know like regular like full-length you know feature it's not like a Kind of what we thought it was going to be when they originally released Uncharted 4, when it, you know, it's just literally just part of a season pass. Like, yeah, some story content for Uncharted 4. Uh, and then it just expanded to this giant $40 thing. Uh, so, I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. Now, um, b- by the way, the game is fantastic looking, which is a weird thing. feels so- still like a weird thing to say, but then you play Andromeda and you realize, no, that's still a re- relevant compliment. <laughs> but you know like watch seeing little things like water in that game like you're like oh my god that is so perfect or like when you jump in the water and just how it looks like it yeah it feels like i'm watching a camera of somebody underneath the water like uh, <laughs> yeah it, i have to fight the temptation of doing what i did with uh uncharted 4 which i i think i would have beaten half the time if i didn't stop every like five minutes to go into photo mode <laughs> uh and take pictures of everything around me which is uh, a thing in this game still, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm fighting the temptation of doing that all over again and just playing the game. <laughs> but, yeah, I've already taken a couple of pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fight that I'm winning, is what I'm saying. And I'm excited for next week when Yakuza Kiwami comes out. And, uh, yeah, I'm... Which uh, I need to go back and finish uh, Yakuza 0, especially since I want that to be in our tournament this year. Yeah, um... Yeah, because uh, of the two Yakuza games released this year, I'm inclined to include the the, the all-new game in Yakuza 0 over the remake uh, of Yakuza 1. Oh, it's good. And just, like, <laughs> seeing the 80s come back like that. <laughs> it's so great. I mean, now how... Now I haven't played any of Yakuza 0. Um, how, how, how does that game... Like, is that because... Looking at Yakuza Kiwami, uh, that that is basically a straight up as you know you know a, a PS4 level remake, obviously, but it is still straight up a PS2 game with exceptional graphics. Uh, like it still has a lot of the same kind of uh, let's say pacing <laughs> and game design of a PS2 game of a PS2 era game. Uh, how, how does Yakuza Zero deal? Like how, how does how is it a more modern game? Is what I'm getting at. Is Yakuza Zero more of a modern gameplay game? Uh, well. You're going to get that in Kiwami, too, because they don't just pretty up the game. They also incorporate a lot of the new stuff uh, that came in the later Yakuza games into it. Like, uh, you know how like in Yakuza 0, you have, like, three or four forms of uh, fighting that you can use? That wasn't present in the first game, but it's there in Kiwami. So okay. you're getting updated uh, mechanics as well as uh, updated look and everything. Now, okay. Yakuza 0 is still a longer game than Kiwami because, you know, once again, as you pointed out, this is based on the PS2 game and you could only crack, 
pumped so much into a PS2 game, <laughs> which uh, is pretty much in part for why the price is what it is. However, it's, it's still a fantastic play. Like Yakuza was like one of my favorite games on PS2, and seeing it breathing new life with new life from being made into an HD remake, oh, I cannot wait to to try it out. It looks super good. <laughs> And the promos for six, which is yes, quite the jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, look fantastic. Also looks fantastic because that's going to be like a Yakuza Zero level of length to it, and uh, a lot of the stuff that you see in the game, like it's weird because you uh, you see Yakuza Zero and Yakuza One, and you have this very youthful looking Kiryu, who is the the main character of the franchise. Then you go to six, and he's clearly older. You can see some streaks of white, and, of gray in his hair, and it's like, and it's great because, like, in the first game, he's like middle of fighting someone, and he's like, I don't want to say into it, but he's just like pumping fists or whatever. Then you cut to the beginning of Yakuza Six, and there's some drunk guy saying, "I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. You're not even. No one's gonna recognize your face." And then Kiryu looks at his watch, and the guy's like, "What are you doing?" He's like. Look, I need to be somewhere. Can we just pick this up? <laughs> <laughs> just get this over with so I can go about my day. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's also interesting because uh, Yakuza 6, that's, an, that's a modern game. game. So, so stuff like stuff self, self are part of thing. Meanwhile, Meanwhile you, you go to like Yakuza 0 and you pay phones all over the place and old school Sega level games and arcades and all that. And it, it's just, a, it's an interesting juxtaposition. <laughs> juxtaposition, excuse me, of, uh, you know, timelines and what have you. So that I still recommend Yakuza. I cannot wait for Yakuza. Kiwami to come out because that was the game that got me hooked on the franchise, which I still say is like one of the most underrated franchises in in right now. Yeah. Though I hear that it uh, did Yakuza Zero did pretty well when it came out, so hopefully this will encourage more Yakuza's to come over here. Possibly more on that <laughs> later. Yeah, it's it is certainly strange to see how much Yakuza there is all of a sudden. Uh, where you know when before like Sega was always so hesitant to bring those games over. Uh, to North America, but all of a sudden we're going to have one, two, or three games within like 12 months of each other, or maybe even a little, maybe like 15 or 16 months of each other. It's like, man, what the fuck? Not as in a bad way, but just it's just bizarre that all of a sudden we've got this torrent of fucking Yakuza games coming to America. It is weird, but you know, I'm kind of happy too because a few of those games I missed. Like, I played. Once I realized how much I liked the first game, I found uh, Yakuza 2 used, and then I tried Finding 3, and I'm like, hey, what happened to 3? <laughs> I still don't <laughs> think I've ever played 3. It was like, then after that, the the next one I found was 5 on uh, PlayStation, PlayStation 3. Uh, I couldn't quite get into the game because, you know, I missed two games, so I missed two I have, uh, there's a huge gap in the story, which is once again, surprisingly a really big deal. Cause it's like, sort of like, imagine if you missed metal gear two and three in between one and four. <laughs> Here, so it's <laughs> like, you miss a good chunk of stuff. And you know, I would put Yakuza right up there as far as like very surprisingly intriguing stories, much like the metal gear franchise was before five, but uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I, 
so I, I can't wait for it. And I've rambled way too long about Yakuza at this point. Uh, is there <laughs> anything else you wanted to talk about, buddy? Um, let's see. Like we both played a little bit of Hellblade, uh, also. Although I didn't, oh yeah, yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't beaten that game, and if I'm being honest, I'm not sure that I will. You don't like it? I like I like what it's doing, but it's just it's so fucking discomforting to play <laughs> that it's oh. like I just. Like yeah. to the point where it's like I don't, I don't, I actually cannot physically stand to play this for more than an hour at a time, and I don't want to do this for like two weeks. So, <laughs> so, so when you say uncomfortable, you mean like it's weirding you out, or yeah, just because it's like that game at when we, when you start it, it's like you should play this with headphones. It's like okay, let me do this, and then like and you see why they do that. It's like because you have these voices in your head or whatever, uh, and it's like it's incredible. It's incredible! It's incredible sound design. Uh, I'm just gonna bulldoze through that. And it's incredible sound design, but but to the point where it's actually a little fucking. It's just this. It's like it, it's it's actually uncomfortable for me after like more than 20 minutes just hearing these voices just like kind of whisper in your head for like as you try to do anything and everything. It's like man, uh, and then you know that and all the hallucinations and all that. It's like man, this is this is rough. <laughs> Yeah, I totally hear you. And I did call this when we were discussing the games originally that I felt like this was going to be a journey experience where it'll be one of those experiences that you're not going to forget after you play through it. And uh, to uh, Ninja Theory's credit, they actually went out and got a a mental health advisor. And they went to him like, okay, how would someone with her condition be hearing these voices and what have you. And they captured that wonderfully. Like, it's and, actually the first credit that you see in the whole game. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you start it up. Like, before you even see, like, a director or a writer or, like, lead programmer or anything, uh, like, that's the first credit that you see is that mental health advisor. And, you know, at first I did the uh, did the headphones, too. And when the voices start kicking in, I'm not going to lie, the first, like, when I fir- you first hear one, I, like, I, like, tur- I look behind me because it was... <laughs> It's that like was... it, like it literally made me physically uncomfortable, or like I can like I can like almost feel the voices like up and down my spine. It's it's like oh god. And just the way they incorporate them into the gameplay, it's actually it's really well done, and I'm actually really impressed with it. And you know, I, I hate to say this, but thank God it's like a it's a relatively short game because I couldn't imagine doing sixty hours of this. No, no, <laughs> I could barely stand to do five. Oh my god. But yeah, I, I haven't played through all the way too. Um, by the way, do you want to talk about the permadeath controversy about it? Yeah, I actually was unaware of that until like right before, right as the game was launching. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, if you die too much, that's it. <laughs> the cable, the, the, your save will be wiped, and you'll have to start over. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> now I should point out that apparently that's in question. It feels like that if there is a way, there are some people that that insist, no, no, it, it totally happened to me. But there are, like, YouTubers who tested this out and died as many. Because, like, when it when I first died in the game, I was like, fuck. Because, you know, the first time I died, I didn't know that you had to balance across this tree trunk. So I fell and I died. And I was like, fuck, I just wasted one of my lives. Which has been a while since I've said that, I feel, in a game. Because, you know, <laughs> typically you you can save and you can just start over. And the concept of lives is not really a thing anymore. But, you know, I was like, fuck. And, uh, however, there's some people that have tested that and have died as many as 50 times. And the blackness has not taken over. But there's still people that said, no, no, it totally wiped out my save. So 
It's kind of weird because apparently there is a way to do that, but a lot of people haven't quite figured out the formula. And very interestingly, uh, Ninja Theory has not released a statement on it, which I think is no. smart on their part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just let that mystery like <laughs> continue. So it's a very, very interesting game, uh, which I'll definitely head back to once I get some free time open up. Uh, oh, aside from that, uh, one, one game I have been playing as of late, Dungeons and Dragons, Joe. Uh? Yeah, I, my wife uh, encountered some friends who do D&D. So <laughs> it's been like I used to RP all the time, but, you know, once the group fell apart, I haven't been able to find another one. So it was really fun to now. It was a unique game that they played that they created themselves, but it was still the same concept. But, you know, I've been essentially learning Dungeons and Dragons from the ground up. So that's been interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Got the player's handbook and everything. I've been studying on YouTube, trying to get my character down. So uh, I I don't think I've ever asked you, did you ever role play or do anything like that before? Uh, No, not once. Ah, well, it's a fun time if you ever can find it anywhere. <laughs> anyway, 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 it's probably about time, time we get into the news. news. Yeah, we probably should get into it because it is, uh, not, I'm not saying it's overwhelming, but a fair amount. All right, just uh, some quick ho- housekeeping bits that I'll mention before then. Uh, if you like our show and are looking for any way to support us, first, the free ways to support us. Yes. Easiest way, <laughs> easiest way to support us on your podcast listening app of choice, rate us. Five-star reviews, especially if you do something written that makes us more important and that gets us thrust out there and recommended podcasts more, which helps us get more listeners. We also have a Facebook page. By all means, please head over there and give that a like. Just look up the firmware update and we'll be right there. Give the page a like. And you can also use it to keep up with the latest and greatest episodes too. Now, another... Great way to help out the show. And it's a way to give us some money without actually having to give us some money. But <laughs> if you head over to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, you follow that link. It'll also be in the description as well for the show. Go in there and then create an account. And if you haven't used Audible for her, it's a great uh, service. You get a free audio book each month that you can listen to on your phone, iPad, or computer, wherever you feel like, and you get a free book of your choice every single month. By going to the link, creating a brand new account, and uh, setting that up, and then you get a free book on us, essentially, and you get a free 30-day trial. Use that for whatever book you want. Now, it'll ask you for credit card information, but it's not going to charge you till after the 30 days. So go in there, create an account. If you like it, by all means, continue to use it. It's got like 180,000 books at this point, so go nuts. However, if you don't want to, well, just cancel it before the 30 days are up. You're not charged. You keep the book, and we get a little bit bit of money back our way. But you have to complete the account and, p- and uh, pick the book before you cancel first. If you just yeah. click the link, it doesn't go. <laughs> now, all, those are all the freeways. It's like I-90 no. Those are all the ways that don't cost you any money. <laughs> if you're generous and want to give us a little bit of money, because, you know, helps us out on getting, paying our subscription fee with Pod, with uh, Podbean, helps us get more games to review, helps us get better equipment, just helps us a lot. Head over to patreon.com slash the firm up. We get, 
where you can subscribe and uh, give us anything you can to help out the show. You can do a dollar a month. $3 a month now gets you our bonus episode, which is Pass or Play, which is a show that we do once a month about all the upcoming games coming across all three major consoles, and we rank them, tell, it, tell you our thoughts on which games are worth mm -hmm. it and which games are not so much. And that's called Pass or Play. That is yours to listen to every month if you're a $3 subscriber. For $5, you can get a commentary track, which we'll do at least one every month, where we do a commentary track to a latest trailer or bit of uh, footage that came out this month. Like, for instance, this month we did it for uh, Wolfenstein New Colossus, which is, uh, we did a, what, a 20-minute trailer, gameplay? Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a gameplay section that they released. Uh, one of two. Uh, we chose the one called, I believe, The Reunion, uh, which is, I believe, what's, what seems to be the opening uh, part of uh, Wolfenstein 2. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Get Come come watch some Nazis get microwaved <laughs> with, your, <laughs> with, your, with your old pals. Uh, it's a good time. We also did, did it for a trailer for Games, games Gone, Days Gone, and we also did it for the final of the Evo Street Fighter V tournament, which was surprisingly heart-pounding on my end, which I really enjoyed. Oh, man. It, and, uh, yeah, man, I hope, and I hope that that just leads to you watching more Evo down the line because that's, it's, that's not uncommon to, to get all worked up like that. It's the New Japan of uh, fighting games right there. <laughs> that's a good compliment, by the way. New Japan Pro Wrestling is awesome. Anyway, we've got... We've got all that. We've got so much more, too, including ways to chat with us. You can become an executive producer for the show. There's even a tier where you, we will do whatever you want. That's a, <laughs> not that we're expecting you to do that, but, hey, it's there. there so check it out, patreon.com slash the firm up. Every little bit helps. And once again, patreon.com slash the firm up. It'll also be in the description, and it'll also be on our Facebook page. It'll also be on thefirmup.com, so you can find it there, but patreon.com slash the firm up. Every little bit helps, and it'll help make the show that much better. Uh, All right. Yes, yes, it will. <laughs> now, unless I'm missing anything else, Joe? Uh, no. All right. So what's the first bit of news? Which we did a show, like, uh, what, a week ago? It feels like we're, and we're getting slammed. It's like uh, there's a convention or something. Uh, no, it was actually 17 days ago, Malcolm. Really? <laughs> so, yes. God dang. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. So what, what, what's happened? So the last couple of weeks, uh, first, uh, we should probably lead off with a new former update, uh, hey, or rather a beta, <laughs> or rather a beta this time around for uh, a, an all new version 5.0, uh, is in beta right now. Um, and it's not as substantial as a, an all new number would suggest, <laughs> but there are some good features in here. Uh, I'll go through them here. Uh, probably the most prominent is that there is now a family on PlayStation Network um, feature uh, where you can assign one family manager uh, and another family uh, adult that both have uh, you know control over like parental controls. Uh, you can add a third adult uh, and then up to two family uh, or up to two child accounts as well. Um, can you share the with games okay with all of them too? Um, yeah, I would imagine so. Oh, um, awesome. This is this. This is mostly as a, kind of a streamlined way for like families to to actually behave as a family <laughs> and be able to manage. Because I believe you have to basically before you had to set 
either parental controls for everyone on the PS4 or not at all. Uh, here you're able to to now be able to say, no, this account gets the child, <laughs> the parental controls on it, and these you know do not you know you don't have to go on separate PS4s to do that anymore, um, which is good. Um, there's some more stuff to to manage your friends list uh instead of a favorite groups tab they're adding a custom list tab uh which allows you to create and edit custom lists of your friends uh making it easier for you to manage your friends and access specific groups uh the example that the playstation blog sets is that if you have like a list of you know destiny teammates that you like to play with you can set you can put them on the list and you know easily send them invites uh when you get on um there's also some more broadcast features uh, being added here. Um, if you are the owner of a community, you can now bind your community to your broadcast uh, so that if your broadcast is linked to community, the, the button appears on the live from PlayStation spectator screen. And then once the spectator clicks on the community button, they'll be able to jump directly to your community page to check out your details, which is neat. Uh, if you're on PlayStation VR, there's a new setting there. Uh, display message to spectators. Uh, and spectators' comments. Uh, once this is enabled, spectator comments sent during the broadcast is displayed not only in cinematic mode, but also in VR mode, uh, which makes it easier for VR broadcasters to keep up uh, with comments and communicate with their viewers, which makes a ton of sense. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, why should you have to take off your headset to be able to see what people are saying? That's ridiculous. Um, if you're on PS4 Pro, uh, you can now also support, you can now also uh, stream in 1080p 60 frames per second. Uh, which is pretty good, which is nice. Um, as far as messages are concerned, um, you'll now be able to share uh, activity, uh, you know, music activity on PlayStation Music via your messages on PS4. Um, if that's a thing you want to do, <laughs> you can do that now. Um, there's some uh, some updates, notifications. You can now change. Um, you can now you can set it to to either be on or off while you're playing video, um, which is always which is always going to be kind of annoying. Like if you're on like Netflix or watching a Blu-ray, uh, there's no way to just, dis- you have to either turn off notifications completely uh, or not, or keep them on and have them distribute as you watch. But now you can set it so that if you're watching video, you can just not see them, uh, which is good. Uh, you can also change the colors of notifications from white to the original black, which I believe was originally what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but now you can change back and forth to whatever you want. Uh, there's some menu options to the, or the quick menu options that are that are getting some changes as well. Um, like you can see your download straight from the quick menu now uh, without having to go to the full home menu. Yeah, yeah. in your notification, which is a, a huge plus. Uh, I like that I a believe. lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you can also leave a party as well from the quick menu. Uh, you'd have to go to the home menu to do that as well. Um, if you're on PlayStation VR, another update that you get there is that you can now that that now supports 5.1 and 7.1 uh surround sound on your headphones uh which is pretty great if you're watching blu-rays or or movies and in cinematic mode but the vr uh let's see there's also an improved tournaments bracket viewer uh if you want to set up a tournament on your ps4 uh you can do that right from the home menu uh and they're also adding some new languages as well if you want to set your ps4 to check Greek, Hungarian, Indonesian, Romanian, Thai, or Vietnamese. Uh, shout out to to the Vietnamese <laughs> demographic of our show. Our strong demographic. Uh, Keep liking our page. <laughs> Keep doing that, boys. We love you. <laughs> <Anger>. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. Those are those are a lot of the updates that are that are coming to to five It's it's a lot of practical stuff, which isn't like super 
it isn't the, like the sexy shit that you expect to see out of like a an an all new version, you know, fight that you'd see that you would expect out of a 5.0. But it's a lot of practical stuff that that overall is like, yeah, this is this is good streamlined stuff that kind of needed to be done. I, I like it. it. Some of those are. I'm kind of surprised it took this long to incorporate, but. Uh, I'm happy that they're there now. Like, uh, I can't tell you, like, if I was, like, downloading something and just, like, waiting for it to go, how often I would go to the homepage just to go see how the download was doing. So being able to see it from the quick menu, I'm all for it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, uh, I'm curious to see how the whole household thing, because uh, as I've said on the show before, me, I have multiple PS4s in there. But it's kind of weird because, like, my wife can really only get to play certain games from the from the one that's my primary account, PlayStation Four. <laughs> like, if she tries it in the bedroom, like, it'll fight, it'll fight with her and say, "Like, you're not Malcolm." <laughs> you games, which is like, which sucks. So, <laughs> which is why yeah. if we ever play two player games, I'm always in the bedroom because I have to play on the one that's not the official or primary PS4 because I'm me and she can play all the games that I bought over there too. So yeah. it's a bit of a headache. So, but if this will alleviate it, I'm all for it. For sure. Conspicuous by its absence, of course, not being able to change your screen name still. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. Um, but I feel like seeing that stuff about like being able to manage like family options and whatnot, I feel like that's a step in that direction. I feel like, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on, we've got some NPD numbers for the month of July 2017. Um, leading, let's see here, let's look at some overall stuff. Um, $277 million uh, spent on software last month, uh, a total of $588 million uh, over, year, over year over year. That's a 9% increase, so that's nice. Uh, the Switch and PS4 led the charge in hardware sales, which grew 29% compared to July 2016. Um, let's see, let's looking at some software numbers, uh, the overall game, uh, which, which do you believe would be leading the charge, Malcolm? This is for July? July 2017. What, what was the top selling game? It was Tekken 7, wasn't it? Uh, it was not. Uh, oh, okay. It, <laughs> no, the, the, the big seller was Splatoon 2. Uh, oh, wow. Good for that. Yeah. Number yeah. one. Uh, and unlike a lot of the game's... You know, what Nintendo does with their MPD numbers is that they don't include digital sales, uh, which basically everybody else does. So for them to, to basically outsell everyone based purely on physical copies of Splatoon 2, uh, I'd say that's pretty good. I don't know. Like, who's going to get a game digitally on a system with 32 gigabytes? <laughs> I mean, that's true. But on the other hand, like, they do push... They push a lot of digital sales as well, though. That's oh, it. I'm sure. Like, especially once some of those old Nintendo and Super Nintendo games come to the eShop. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. At number two is actually Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so that's that's still holding on strong. Uh, number three is Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, what? Because, of, because <laughs> of course, it's not, it just refuses to leave the top five. Yeah, I guess. Um, Why would you make Grand Theft Auto Six at this point? <laughs> I yeah, exactly. I just it's yeah. Man. It's going to cut into the sales of five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw uh, you know, and Rockstar, you know, to their credit, they 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 make a, a like a ton of updates in to to the, the online part of that game. Uh, I, the last one I saw was Grand Theft Auto Online Smuggler's Run, and I'm like, motherfuckers, why don't you just make a new Smuggler's Run? I love that game on PS2. <laughs> that was like my favorite launch game. 
Like, don't uh, fucking give me this half-step bullshit. Make a new song with Run, you sons of bitches. Good God. What was number two again? Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> fucking crap. Like, could you... Crash, going back to Crash Bandicoot, like, because, of course, Grand Theft Auto Five is in the top five, but... Would you could you have called it doing as well as it has? Oh man, I don't know. Probably I'm, just, I'm gonna go, go ahead and say no. <laughs> it's like because you know my wife loves those games, but it's like it, people really, I guess, love that franchise. God damn, and it's a big, one. it's a big one. God damn, and it's like it's selling really well. And the wor- the rumor going around is it's gonna eventually find its way to the Xbox. So, mm. yeah. but we'll see. All right, moving on. What what, right. what was number four? And let me tell you, uh, Splatoon 2 uh, marks the only new game <laughs> in this top ten. Uh, in one way or another. Uh, I mean, technically, Final Fantasy twelve, The Zodiac Age is a new release, uh, but that is a remake of a, of a what is it, 12-year-old game at this point? Okay, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um Number six is Injustice 2. Wait, was, uh, was number four Final Fantasy XII? Yeah, the Zodiac. Oh, that, that's great. That, that's oh, a great spot for that right there. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that, that's like the lesser talked about Final Fantasy, so I was a little worried there. But yeah, number yeah, four, I'll I, take it. <laughs> I think it's people realizing. It's like, oh, shit, I bought a PS3 instead of Final Fantasy XII because <laughs> that's when <laughs> that came out. Uh, so I think it's a lot of people going back and playing a game that they just didn't look at when it was new. Um all right, so number five is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number six, Saint Justice 2. Um, number oh, seven, wow. Mario <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart 8 is at number seven. Uh, Overwatch at number eight. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege at number nine. And NBA 2K17 rounding out the top ten. Uh, wow. Yeah, Tekken 7, which was the leader in, uh, in June, uh, actually fell to number 20 for the month. Um, I kind of expected it to kind of, you know, not maybe not necessarily repeat as a top-selling game, but, you know, I expected to keep it in the top 10 after, you know, it had a great, after the great showing that I had at, at Evo this year. I expected it to stay a little stronger than that, but. Yeah, like it, it being number one in June was kind of a shocker for me. I was, I was, I was expecting at least to hang in in the top 10, but, you know, credit to Injustice, who, which more on that game, I assume, a little bit later. Uh, I'm I'm also happy. I won't say surprised, but you know, like oh, okay, like that Nintendo's doing really really well with these MPD numbers as of late. Yeah, they've got um, let's see, one, two, three games in the top ten. Uh, you know, Splatoon two at number one, Zelda at number five, and Mario Kart eight at number seven, and they've got Arms at number seventeen as well. Uh, oh, sure. So so yeah, they're they've got quite a bit rolling in right now. Is it official that they're the number two as far as uh, consoles go to, for sure now? Yeah, I think at, at this point uh, they, they've kind of got <laughs> they they've got a lot more uh, goodwill uh, at least as far as <laughs> at least as far as their actual consoles are concerned. Uh, they've got some they've they've managed to do pretty well for themselves with the Switch. All right. Uh, uh, for any any intrepid listeners out there, there's a YouTuber by the name of Yong Ya, and uh, he actually did a video on the disparity of of uh, exclusive on Xbox end versus not just the PS4 but the Switch too. Like the Switch is 
is uh, is also destroying Xbox One as far as volume of exclusives right now. Yeah, I actually kind of tweeted a little bit about it as well when they uh, when they delayed Crackdown Three. Um, obviously, that's not part of our news because it's not necessarily PlayStation related. But uh, you know, when I saw that they delayed that and they're delaying that into 2018, I believe um, it's like it's like man, they don't have a whole heck of a lot going on. um like since they i believe since they released uh you know forza horizon uh three last year uh they've released three exclusive games since then basically uh five if you want to include like xbox live games uh on top of that like you've got you know since forza horizon three it's been fucking halo wars 2 which don't give a shit about because it's fucking Halo Wars 2. <laughs> There's been Gears of War 4, which is excellent, but, like, for whatever reason, did not catch on with people. Uh, and fucking... Then it's going to be Forza Horizon 3 or Forza Motorsport 7. It's like, those are going to be the three games released. Uh, and it's like, man, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> oh, my God. But it's it's interesting. Like, he actually... Like, in Young, yeah, I'm trying to find the footage of it. But he actually goes through, starting from 2015 and then going up to now, the exclusives on one side versus the exclusives on the other. Things start off, it's pretty even, and then we get to, like, 2017, (laughs) where PS4 had, like, I think, like, 18 exclusives this year, as opposed to, like, the five that Xbox had or something to that measure. Like, I'm trying to find out the thing right now but it's like an incredible amount and he goes into well well what about the future i mean the xbox one x is coming out surely there must be some exclusive games and i believe it was like the only games announced on xbox ends that are full-on exclusives are are a crackdown three as you mentioned uh pirates that what's that pirates game called sea of thieves yeah and i believe state of decay too as opposed to like all the other systems where, you know, PS4, we've talked quite a bit about how many exclusives are coming out over there. And even uh, the Switch has at least three exclusive, has six exclusives that are coming out in 2018. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, like, it's just been, like, yeah, like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there at Microsoft. It's like, they seem to be spending most of their time, like, updating the dashboard, like, the main menu of that fucking <laughs> system. It's like, don't, don't you have anybody working on actual games in the meantime, or what? And, you know, if you're out there and you, you love your Xbox, that's cool, man. We, we're, we're just looking at it from, like, a business business outlook here. Because, you know, people are going to look at one, they're going to look at the other, and uh, they're going to look at the Xbox One. It's like, so it's pretty much just third-party stuff here as opposed to these other consoles where one, at the at the very least, has all those third-party stuff, but they also have a greater variety of exclusive games that I could partake in. And on top of that, it's kind of interesting. Like, you like uh, you look at Nintendo, you think that that's the... Uh, the console you get just for the exclusive titles like Mario, Zelda, or what have you. I'm starting to, I've been listening to other podcasts, and I'm starting to hear more and more people write in saying how they have both an Xbox and a PS4. They keep the Xbox because they enjoy the their controller infinitely more, which, you know, fair point. And they actually have a PS4 for the exclusives on its own. So PlayStation is starting to get to that Nintendo level. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'll just buy it for the exclusive games, which is 
also pretty cool when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, all right, so here's what I tweeted. It's like, in a time between Forza Horizon 3 and Motorsport 7, between two Forza games, they'll have released just two other Xbox One exclusives, Gears of War 4 and Halo Wars 2. Uh, if you want to include Xbox Live games, the number is five, uh, because you can include Voodoo Vids Remastered, Phantom Dust, and Fable Fortune. Two of those are remasters. One of those is free to play. Um, fuck. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Um, like, there's been some other stuff, you know, like, if you want to include, you know, Dead Rising 4, it's like, well, yeah, that was a co-publishing thing with Capcom, you know, like they did with fucking Rise of the Tomb Raider for all the good it did with, done with both of those games, you know? Uh, it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know what the hell they're actually doing over there. It's like... Then all of a sudden they're, it's like they're saying that, you know, the Xbox One X is like the most pre-ordered fucking Xbox that they've released. Uh, but it's like, okay, so you sold it to your most, you know, loyal fans, which, yeah, sure, you want to do, be able to do that. But like, who the fuck else is going to be buying a $500 Xbox? That shit didn't work the first time around. <laughs> it's like, and I, I just know. texted Joe the exclusive list from that uh, show I was talking about. But yeah, you bring up a good point. And like in the conference, like, don't get me wrong, the Xbox One X is fantastic. However, all these, like, upgraded games, like Forza easily was the best-looking game on Xbox One X. However, they're showing, showing stuff that will have, like, cartoon graphics, which is fine, but that doesn't really get propelled by 4K or six teraflops or anything like that. Yeah, like, for as much as I like want to play Crackdown 3, it's like, that game doesn't look super great, if I'm being honest, like, from a visual standpoint. Like, that... Mm. Like, that game looks like a gussied-up Xbox 360 game. It looks like a gussied-up Lawbreakers. Yeah, in the time that the Switch has even been out, like, they've, like I think Nintendo's got more exclusives out uh, since the Switch came out than, like, Xbox has had in, like, the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is quite true. Like, I mean, I'm looking at this list that you that you sent me. Like, what are there so many other games, you know, before Forza Horizon 3? Fucking ReCore? <laughs> Quantum Break? You know? By the way, fuck. you could... It's kind of funny how often Forza appears on the Xbox One exclusives. Well, I mean, they've been... Ever since they launched, you know, Forza Horizon, uh, they've been able to crank out a Forza game every year, basically, between, you know, Horizon 1 year, Motorsport, uh, the next... Um, yeah, so like Forza Motorsport 5 launched with the Xbox One. Uh, the next year, it was Forza Horizon 2. The year after that, Motorsport 6. Then Horizon 3, Motorsport 7 this year. Uh, so Forza's been their most consistent franchise. Uh, and to answer your question earlier, so so for Xbox One, their exclusive this year have been Halo Wars 2, Forza Motorsport 7, and Super Lucky's Tale, which comes out in November. That's three exclusives in 2017 on the switch end of things they including all the games that are coming out this year which includes uh pokin tournament dx which is i think we forgot about in the uh pass or play but it, I, I no i didn't it, okay fair <laughs> enough. um there's a demo for that like that game is fine but it's like at the end of the day that's a that's a re-release of a, a yeah. wii u game but uh including all including all that, and Mario Odyssey, that's like nine games. Mm -hmm. In fact, actually, no, ten games if you include Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, like the like Nintendo has been very smart about loading up their Switch uh, for a very good first year um, to, you know, to keep people wanting to buy the system beyond, you know, just the, the initial launch period, you know. Um, so, you know, all the credit to Nintendo for that. Like, I'm just, just wondering what the... Go ahead. Like, like with the Xbox, like I still have my Xbox One, and I keep it basically because I like it's 
really easy because <laughs> I because I had a Sling TV subscription and you know like it's the only thing in my that I have that streams fucking Sling TV like like PlayStation doesn't have that because you know they've got PlayStation View or whatever uh, so they they're not gonna put a competitor on their platform or whatever but. Um, yeah, and, and I've canceled my Sling TV subscription, so I was like, well, the fuck am I keeping this Xbox around for? Uh, so I'm actually pretty strongly considering selling it in the near future, um, especially if Forza 7 doesn't hold its end of the bargain like the last two have for me. I mean, just looking at this list, the amount of exclusives that PS4 got in 2017 alone is outstanding. Yeah, it's like a third of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like 17 games or something like crazy like that. Like, there are some games in here that I didn't even realize were exclusives, like uh, the Kingdom Hearts uh, HD combo remix and the uh, 2.8 uh, collection that came out, too, and uh, Pyre, Lawbreakers. I was like, Jesus Christ. Man, they're killing it. Yeah, and the thing too about and the thing too with Xbox is exclusives. Like they're like all the ones that they publish, like they're also on PC. It's like what the fuck is the point of buying an Xbox? Uh, if you could just buy a real nice PC, uh and you know, make and it'll look better than the Xbox One X, even. <laughs> like but the games are still on there anyway. It's like what the fuck are you doing, Microsoft? Oh boy. Is it, what is the actual point here? <laughs> well that was a fun aside there, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, anything else from the MPD numbers that we didn't talk about? Did you get to hardware at all, or? Um, all it says weirdly this month is is it just it doesn't really specify who is the leading hardware. Uh, it's a here it says um, let's see it says Nintendo Switch and Sony's PlayStation Four led the charge in hardware sales uh, in the opening paragraph, and then when you go down to the hardware detail later in the uh, later in the article, it says the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation Four made up the bulk of hardware sales in July. Again, not specifying which one was actually number one or number two. So I'm guessing those were about equal, uh, effectively, I, for the month of July. We have co-champions this much. <laughs> That's how I'm interpreting it, because no <laughs> one seems to want to clarify which one was actually number one and two. It's pretty impressive to tie for that month. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm continuing to be impressed by Nintendo's ability to, to I guess, make these things and uh, sell them. Uh, they're doing a much better job than their classic systems, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you got three that's to it. keep you warm at night, Joe. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't... I just wish it didn't have to fucking be this way. <laughs> me too! Trust me! <laughs> like, what if you could just get the... Like, I'd, like, it's so much less stressful to have just the one easy one, you know? It's like, say what you will about Xbox, and we have just now, but I can just, <laughs> I can just go to freaking amazon and just order one if i wanted one <laughs> yeah mm, bad news bears all right anything else interesting from the mpds um actually yeah there was one last uh note here um which is pretty interesting um in that it, it notes here that even though horizon zero dawn fell out of the top 20 uh for the overall charts um the mpd analyst here notes that it contributed to a resurgence of role-playing games he says that along with titles like Nier Automata, Persona 5, Mass Effect Andromeda, and Kingdom Hearts HD uh, 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, which still is a terrible title, <laughs> uh, uh, the RPG year-to-date sales have grown over 50% over last year. Um, so it's been a pretty gigantic year uh, for RPGs. Um, a big chunk of that, uh, I would willing to bet, is Persona 5. Um, 
Yeah, Persona 5, and for all the crap we give it, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda sold pretty well over its first months, uh, as people were kind of, <laughs> as people were kind of hoping, you know, hoping against hope, I guess, that that game was going to be any good. Hey, uh, uh, listeners, don't feel bad. I was a sucker too. Don't worry. <laughs> I was right and, there with you. And Nero Automata did pretty well in its own right as well, so. Which is great, because that is an experience. My God. Man, that game is special, man. That game is so good. Mm-hmm. Might actually be my number one game for this year, if I'm being perfectly honest with myself. Wow. Mario has some uh, shit and needs to, has an uphill climb then, goddamn. <laughs> oh, man, it's going <laughs> to... You ain't going to get multiple endings from Mario, I'll tell you that much. No, I don't think so, but uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be an enjoyable game for very different reasons. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, arguments there, trust me. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on, we've got... Um, speaking of Microsoft, actually... Uh, we've got some uh, interesting news here uh, in that Microsoft has kind of said that, yeah, they're actually in talks uh, with Sony to kind of figure something out <laughs> in all this cross-play business online. Um, and this is just from a couple of days ago, so it's not like I'm reading something old here. But Aaron Greenberg, marketing manager for Microsoft, uh, told Game Reactor uh, that they are absolutely in talks with Sony about potential cross-play support Uh they said, quote, we're talking to Sony about crossplay. Uh, we do partner with them on Minecraft, and of course, we would like to enable them to be a part of that, you know, one community to unite gamers. So we're talking to them, and we're hopeful that they'll be supportive of it. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, obviously, that's not been <laughs> that not been the case recently. Uh, where back at E3, uh, obviously, they announced, you know, with Microsoft, uh, or Microsoft announced that with Minecraft, there would be crossplay between Xbox One and Switch versions of that. Uh, and Dave McCarthy at, at Xbox confirmed that discussions with Sony took place about crossplay, uh, but then he, <laughs> but then he said that Sony wasn't ready to support the feature, uh, and obviously that has not progressed well. Um, Didn't help and, when Sony was response or one, I think it was like uh, something drier. I forget his name, but he said like, "Well, we don't want to get involved with a system that may cause security breaches or." hurt the uh, the sanctity of our players or something ridiculous to that it was measure. Jim Ryan Jim Ryan said that Jim Ryan um, thank you yeah he said that uh, Sony would not be if Sony allowed PSN to conduct to an outside network like Xbox Live they would not be able to fully control the experience which could potentially hurt its users uh, particularly children which is uh, absurd to me because I yeah. mean for because when because when you see when you hear something like that and then you see that Nintendo of all fucking people is on board and they're like the most arc- like everything that they do with their online is kind of like they <laughs> like their online is terrible because they put children at like this ridiculous level where it's like oh well everything is about protecting children so that's why we have 800 layers to our online shit and it's unusable um so for them to be able to say you know what yeah that's a good idea and Sony to be on the outside looking in it's like what the fuck just happened <laughs> you right. know I want to remind you, this is the same Nintendo who got rid of the notepad system because some people were drawing crude drawings and sharing them with other players. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is that fucking? I love that. It was a uh, no, not flip note. It was uh, swap note. Uh, it was swap a program. Uh, yeah, and that let you you know draw or say whatever you want, send a little, and it was great. It's such a cute little thing. Uh, and they're like, no, nah, too, it, it's, there's too much potential to be crude here. So we're going to scrap it completely. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's, that's why they, that's why they designed friend code. That's why they continue using friend code. It's just, it's just terrible. Mm. You know, everything about Nintendo's online system, but for them to be, again, be the ones to be like, oh yeah, this seems like a good idea. 
let's get behind it and for and for sony to to be kind of like on the outside looking in it's 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 outrageous i don't get it i'm telling you right now joe sony does need to tread lightly here because because i'll tell you why because we playstation was not always on top here no it took one mistake like before it was xbox and i've said this before and i'll say it er Every time, I mean, like whoever the king of the console is will last for a while, probably that generation, until they make that want make a fatal mistake. Until their fucking hubris gets the better of them. Yeah, because, because that's what happened with the PS3. Because the PS1 and 2, obviously, you know, that dominated their market shares, you know, and then fucking oh, yeah. at the PS3, right before the launch of that, it's like, oh yeah, 599 US dollars. You're gonna want to get a second job. Fuck you. They, give us all the money. They actually proclaim like, that. Get a second job. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you actually saying? <laughs> um, and it took them literal years to get to get back on people's good graces. Um, and they are starting to veer dangerously close to that fucking cocksure, just like to the point of just like alienating the people who support them the most. It's like, dude, what what are you actually doing here? What's the what's your end game yeah, when like- you say this shit? It happens all the time. Like eventually, you get on top. You be- get on top. You stay there for so long that you that one morning you'll wake up and they think, you know, my shit doesn't stink, and they think they can do <laughs> no wrong. Like it happened with Nintendo. Happened- go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. it's happened to each of them. Like it happened with, like like you were about to say, like with Nintendo with the NES and Super Nintendo. It's like, yeah, fantastic. Fuck you. Then <laughs> <laughs> the N sixty four came out and Sony ate its lunch. Uh, and so and they continued to do that till the PS3, and then they said fuck you, uh, and that's when you know Xbox was able to roll in, and then they said fuck you <laughs> with the Xbox One, and Sony was able to get back into like it like these motherfuckers never learn. <laughs> like how do you not see all this shit happening every like ten years or even less, and just hope to not do that? Yeah, with like Nintendo, they didn't want to go on the whole CD or CD-ROM thing, and. That it ended up costing them because they were still trying to cram games into game packs. Well, meanwhile, PlayStation had all this room to use. Then PlayStation, as you said, did what they did. Then Microsoft, I don't know what they were smoking here, but hey, not only do you have to use a Kinect now, which is the worst peripheral in the history of mankind, <laughs> but... Net, well, let's like get two out of pocket. Yeah. There have been some pretty shitty peripherals. Uh, we'll have to do our list one day. But anyway, also... The, the Sega activator, baby. Also, we're going to DRM, or we're going to take the digital rights to all games you get. When you buy a, buy a CD, you're not going to be able to sit to give it back because that unique code will be saved onto your console. Sharing games is now a thing of the past. Also, we're a hundred dollars more than the competition. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? Also, we're gonna focus on cable. What? <laughs> are you out of your fucking gourd? What's the matter with you? Like, as soon as uh, I'll never forget that E three. As soon as uh, the I forget his name. I, I feel bad, but as soon as the guy announced that it was a hundred dollars cheaper and. A room full of journalists, might I add, exploded in applause and started chanting Sony. It was <laughs> it was over. <laughs> Sony won, and then they've yeah. continued to won. And here's where they're fucking up. Like, if you like, Minecraft is still a huge deal. And if people get the impression that and crossplay is something that people desperately want want to be a thing, like I have friends who 
still use an who use an Xbox, and I can't play games with them. However, if crossplay was a thing, I'd be able to. If people start getting the impression that Nintendo and Xbox are perfectly cool doing this, and PlayStation is that one asshole who won't join in, <laughs> they're going to lose a lot of face with people, and it could lead lead to them eventually losing this massive control that they've had on the industry so far so they need to be careful like yeah for sure it's like yeah like like the history is there you can look at it and say oh don't do that oh god and it's fucking minecraft just say okay yeah it's like it's like the most popular game in the world and you've got the most popular system in the world it's like you maybe you should connect these dots (laughs) maybe you should just make it easy for people to play on your system it's like God forbid they keep doing – if they do keep doing this, this could be a problem for Sony because if I know that I can play with friends of mine, if I get it on Xbox, if I get it on my Switch, that might lead to me considering getting more stuff on Switch as opposed to the PS4 and going here, Sony. Yeah. Oh, God. But I'm hope – this story has me with some hope, not too much hope, but some hope. That, you know, hopefully Sony figures out that they're being idiots here and just, just do it. You're like, be, be like Nike. Just do it, Sony. Come on. Yeah. Ugh. All right. That was another good aside. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, unless you got anything else to add on this one, bud? No, we can move on for sure. All right. All right. Uh, next story here is Mass Effect Andromeda related. We've got a couple Ooh. of things here. Um, probably the first and foremost uh, is that Bioware is done with Mass Effect Andromeda? They are done supporting that game. They they uh, <laughs> they went ahead and said it's like all right. <laughs> uh, to be fair, they they did patch a few things. They fixed a few things. Uh, you know, like uh, you know, they made it so that it, the faces aren't super terrible and whatnot. Um, and you know, they've been patching that game pretty much since since or at least in March. Um, but with the last patch, they, they went ahead and said, all right, that is actually going to be the last uh, patch that we make for this game. And unlike you know, the, the first three Mass Effect games, uh, they also confirmed that there won't be any single-player expansion, single player expansions for the game either. Um, fuck, yeah. <laughs> uh, on top of this, another related story here is that um, EA boss Patrick Soderlund came forward to say that uh, while that game received more... He said... He, he basically said, it's like, that game... People were a little harsher with that game than he felt uh, it deserved, which, yeah. of course, <laughs> which of course, coming from his position, he, of course, he would say something like that. Uh, but let's read his quote here. Uh, he said, quote, I usually don't do this, but this is one of those places where I feel like the game got criticized a little bit more than deserved, he told Game Reactor. Uh, I think that the game is actually a great game. Yes, we have to acknowledge the fact that there were some things that maybe we could have done better, absolutely. But as a whole, if we go in and buy the game today with everything that's in it today, I believe that's a game worth buying personally. Um, uh, what do you man. have to say on this one, buddy? Come on. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, it's like, yes, if you fucking wait months after the fact and the game is as patched as it's going to get, <laughs> you know, obviously that's going to be a better product. Uh, than what it was at launch, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, that's a great way of saying that you just fucking rinsed everyone who fucking bothered to buy the game at launch <laughs> because they got a shitty broken game. Um, like, there's, like, sure, like, I'm I'm enough of a fucking Mass Effect fucking stand that maybe I'll go back and finish it Andromeda, 
uh, and you know, with all those patches in place. But when I played that game in March uh, and early April when it was out, you know, that was a fucking bad game. You know, like there was tons of glitches. There was, you know, the animations were fucking terrible. Um, and ultimately, the story just wasn't there um, as much as it, as it should have been. You know, th- that game held so much promise, uh, even with, you know, seeing that it wasn't, you know, the Edmund team team that, that created t- the, the, the series to begin with. You know, the Montreal team is like, all right, you, I gave them the benefit of the doubt because, you know, Mass Effect is such a rich, it has such a rich, you know, fucking like lore to like to be able to draw from where it's like all right you you could move everything to a new galaxy and fucking see what kind of crazy shit happens but like they just fucking it was just a giant misstep every fucking step of the way you know like the like you didn't see all the cool aliens that you you recognize from the original trilogy and even go moving to the galaxy is like well there's only three new alien races that you see (laughs) so it's like what like you went like you travel a whole galaxy just to see this it's like man it's just it was just weak man it's fucking weak yeah like number one i just want to say the balls that this guy has to say the chrome plated (laughs) the brass chrome plated balls and this fucking guy to say it was a fine game (laughs) it's a great game actually (laughs) it's like well first of all eat shit buddy (laughs) second of all fuck you and third of all go kick rocks Oh my god! And, you know, like uh, you mentioned, like all the alien races weren't there, which they teased like it was going to be DLC in the future. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like they were—I forget what the fuck they did when they were like, "Okay, we're not going to see any more single-player DLC." But if you want to know what happened to that Quarian ship, uh, go check out. I, I don't know if they said go check out some fucking short or some fucking comic or something, but it's like basically not in game where it should be. Yeah, it's a book. It's a comic, I believe. That you're just one comic, and like, okay, this is what happened. Cool. Yeah, it's like, man, mother, fuck you. How about that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, question for you, Joe. Um, it sounds like they're not giving up on Mass Effect. Um, obviously, there's still a chance for it. I feel, but if if the sequel is another Andromeda, would you say that's it for the series at that point, or? I don't think they'd be silly enough to to try to continue with Andromeda. Um, <laughs> no, no. I mean, because even this guy, even Patrick Soderlund, he said he only he believes that Mass Effect can come back someday, but only if it feels relevant and fresh. Uh, which you know what sucks too is like as much like I'll, I'm I'm a Mass Effect real apologist. I got no fucking bones about that. Like most people didn't like that ending, but I thought it was fine. Hmm. But like I, I understand, I understand the backlash, and you know, obviously there was. There was quite a there was quite a window between Andromeda and Mass Effect Three in that you know I feel like a lot of the bad fucking mojo that it might have accrued like a lot of people even though they didn't care for Mass Effect 3's ending they were like all right enough time has passed we can I'm ready for a new Mass Effect game um, I'd say that this is a bigger blunder than the ending of Mass Effect Three so I think I it's it's going to take a much longer time between Andromeda and whatever new thing they might come up with for a new Mass Effect game. Uh, than the gap between Mass Effect 3 and Andromeda. So, like, that was, what, five years? Basically, yeah, it was five years between that, <laughs> Mass Effect 3 and Andromeda. Like, I, I legit don't think we're seeing this game for another fucking decade. Yeah, like I th- like, I, like I'm talking taste out of our mouths, so to speak. Yeah, like, I'm talking, like, the gap between Fallout 2 and Fallout 3 type of shit, where it's, oh, like, it's like, where it comes back after, like, so long, where people are just kind of, like, reminiscing about it. Like, hey, remember Mass Effect? Oh, it's not great. And it comes back <laughs> as a completely new thing. Where it's like, yeah, we're like it's you know like mess like the like Fallout two and three are wildly different games for so many different reasons, uh, including like the actual fucking gameplay about it. It's like oh, like it's not an asymmetric 
strategy RPG anymore. It's a fucking full-blown first-person shooter. What the fuck? Okay. Um, I feel like it's going to be have to be that kind of shift for, for Mass Effect. So like, uh, when a, it do- like a Diablo 2 to Diablo 3 style gap then? Well, no, because Diablo 2 and 3 are still essentially, you know, Good Diablo games. style games. <laughs> like those are still Diablo, like those are still Diablo games, you know, like the change, the gameplay didn't change essentially. Oh yeah. I'm, uh, like, I'm, talking like... about, I'm talking about from like Fallout 2 to Fallout 3. Like you look at Fallout 2 and Fallout 3, you can't believe that they're even the same fucking franchise. Oh, I see. Hey, do you think Anthem is going to be revealed as Mass Effect? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and you know this sucks this is like you know on the one hand and this is gonna this is gonna be about as silver lining as it gets i appreciate they formally announced that nothing else is coming instead of just outright abandoning the game and just like ignoring the cries of people like hey, what happened happened <laughs> yeah, because I mean at this point uh, you know they, they updated the game as much as they I guess could where it's fucking financially feasible because uh, you know that game now you know that game is basically 20 30 bucks now uh you know just months after its release um at some point you know it doesn't make financial sense to keep updating that game uh if only a few people are buying it at, at a fraction of the original price uh so it's like yeah that's that's the reality of that game i think they fixed it as much as they could uh and whether or not it ended up being worthwhile in the end i don't know um i'm not sure i will know because man, that game just man, that game just hurts, man. Yeah, it just killed the fun and uh, the potential to like start something new. It's like a tremendous shame, and I think he nailed that, hit the nail on the head. That it'll, it's going to be a long time before we hear the name Mass Effect again, as far as an upcoming new game. And uh, <laughs> it, it's probably the right move just to like let people like get the taste of Andromeda out of their mouths. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, I would hope that within, like, at the very least, I would hope that they just finally just fucking go ahead and put those original games on on these systems. Like, they should have in the lead up to Andromeda and people, the way people were expecting them to, uh, but never did. Um, At least do that much. You know, fuck. Yeah. Like, if you're going to get me at some money. I can see them holding off. Well, no. I I was going to say, I could see them holding off until they've, got the next Andromeda about ready and they wanted to remind us, hey, remember when Mass Effect was awesome? Remember these games? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I could see them doing that like as soon as this generation because you know, now that I think about it, they haven't done Mass Effect, uh, the trilogy on the, the PS4 yet. So No, and they should. They sh- just they do that. Should. <laughs> just, just do that. Just let people... Enjoy Mass Effect again the way they used to, even if it's just a retread. And they're not going to do this, but if they really wanted to like make amends, anybody who bought Andromeda just give them the trilogy for free. Like it's <laughs> that's not much. Do that. That's much easier said than done. Uh, yeah. uh, f- for the people that bought that game like physically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! All right, so hopefully on to happier news. What else happened? Um, let's see here. Uh, we've got a new special edition PlayStation 4 revealed at Gamescom this week. Uh, this time it is tied for, tied uh, to Gran Turismo Sport. Um, I believe, now I'm, I'm of two minds here. Uh, <laughs> number one, uh, yes, that is absolutely the thing they should have done. <laughs> it's like special edition Gran Turismo bundle makes all the sense in the world. 
um, you know, with uh, Gran Turismo 3, that probably the most famous Gran Turismo bundle of all, that game launched both Gran Turismo and the PS2 to, like, countless millions of sales. Uh, like, that PS2 bundle with, with Gran Turismo 3 was was a huge seller, like a ridiculous seller. A huge reason why Gran Turismo 3, I believe, is the best-selling game in the franchise, uh, which is saying a lot for what is, for all intents and purposes, Sony's most popular first-party franchise. And this is uh, really the first part. That's where I'm of a second mind, Malcolm. Was like, why the fuck did he do this with the slim and not the pro? This makes zero sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, I heard that you know, you know, the day before, you know, Sony or one of the European accounts, they're like, oh yeah, we've got it, we've got something new to show you tomorrow, uh, and people are like, ooh, it's probably gonna be a GT bundle, uh, and you know, I was excited for it because like hmm, maybe I'll get it. Like what a that what a perfect bundle for me to get for pro if I'm actually gonna do that. Mm. And they revealed it, and it's the silver and black. It's a nice system. It's got a GT logo in the middle of it. It's got a special controller. It's nice. It looks nice. Mm. Um, but it's a fucking slim unit. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, like this game is probably going to be like the game to show off what the fucking pro can do. Uh, racing games and I don't seem understand. to be the games that do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, racing games are. You know, I'm not going to say that it's easy because I mean, because but like it, it it's. It gives you like probably the the best canvas to make super great like visual effects, uh, because you don't have to account for like character animations and shit like that. Like a car looks the same no matter fucking what. Uh, no matter, I mean, unless you smash it. Uh, but you know, that's a whole other conversation with Gran Turismo and collision physics. <laughs> um, but but ultimately, it's like, yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Why isn't this a pro bundle? Like, like they are. I mean, they are gonna make pro bundles. Like they're. But they're going to be, you know, the regular Jetpack, Jet, jet Black uh, PlayStations. They're going to do one for basically every PlayStation SKU, uh, like the regular PS4 uh, Slim, both have 500 gigabytes and one terabyte. Uh, and then there's going to be a Jet Black PS4 Pro as well. But they're all going to be just regular PlayStation 4s. It's like, hmm. Like I would have yeah. loved a fancy PlayStation 4 Pro in GT, you know. Yeah, like in GT you, colors. Whatever. Yeah, for like you especially, I figure that would be like a shoe win for you as far as getting a pro. But yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I should also say this is for now a European only thing, so I guess it doesn't affect me anyway. <laughs> uh, but but still, it doesn't make sense. Uh, like I don't understand why I do the, this with the slim and not the pro. Though silver lining about the story, does do you think that this essentially confirms that uh, Turismo is in fact going to come out in October as as said? I mean, yeah, they've got to manufacture these things, so they've got to do all number of getting you know everything that goes into making a new hardware bundle. You know, uh, that's not something you could do with a couple of weeks' notice. You know, you got to do that pretty far in advance. So, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing this is coming out on time finally. Which is great because, like, a lot of people have joked that it's going to get delayed yet again. But, yeah, so if they're making a bundle, and especially if they want it coming out for the holiday season, that uh, I assume that means that, you know, October is going to get – is getting Gran Turismo. So Yeah, and that's uh, less than two months away now, October yeah. 18th. So. Yeah. Cool. All right, moving on. What else has happened this month? Oh, man. So, <laughs> so <laughs> oh, man. All right, so Shenmue 3, right? <laughs> oh, <That's>... man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a game that got kickstarted the whole two years ago yep. to the tune of $6.3 million, uh, a pretty princely sum uh, on Kickstarter. Um, not nearly what you know Shenmue 1 got way back in the day on Dreamcast, but still a healthy budget for sure. Uh, Before you continue with this, I just want to say if this 
if this trailer was like three or five or even three minutes longer, I would say absolutely we do a commentary for it. But I can continue. <laughs> continue. Um, man, so that trailer that they finally released, the first teaser trailer for this game that's been two years in development, uh, probably won't be seeing the light of day for another two years, I, I, I would give as a generous estimate. Um. New trailer and uh, man, it's 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 an interesting trailer because on the one hand, the environments look pretty good. If I'm being perfectly honest, uh, yeah, yeah. everything surrounding the characters looks real nice. But on the other hand, the characters themselves look like fucking dog shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it, it's crazy. So, uh, like, like it looks like they just took the like it looks like they kind of just took the character models out of the original Xbox version and said, "Here we go." Looks like they took it from the green Like, oh, and, you know, oh. What? And, you know, and I've heard people, you know, be like, oh, like, what? Like, but it looks true to the Dreamcast game. You know, like, like it looks like they're right out of the Dreamcast. It's like, well, that's terrible because the Dreamcast yeah. game was cutting, <laughs> the Dreamcast game was fucking cutting edge for its time. Like that. <laughs> Which was a decade you know? ago. <laughs> yeah. And also that was fucking a decade. That was like. No, that was nine. That was nineteen. That was like damn near twenty years ago. Good lord, um, two decades. <laughs> so you know, for like that—that's a franchise that like the the graphics have to kind of evolve because like it's all it's all, like the original game was on the cutting edge graphically. You know. Okay. Um, you know, like like it, I, I just want to interject, like to those people that are trying. And I stress the word trying to defend this trailer by saying, "Oh, it's true to the to the graphics." Hey. When I was looking at the uh, remake for Final Fantasy VII on that E3 two, three years ago now, <laughs> oh, I wasn't – I don't recall being disappointed that they had, like, no mouth or no nose <laughs> like they did in the game. It's like, oh, Man. great. It looks like it was made on a PS4. That is awesome. <laughs> Cloud, Cloud looks like a human being. He doesn't look like he's made out of ten triangles. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this shit. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. I mean, the, <laughs> like you look like watching this trailer. Fucking Rio has literally the same facial expression throughout the whole video. Um, like the animations are super stiff. Uh, that one character, like that one ugly dude, is like, oh, but he's supposed to be ugly. It's like, no, but he looks like he had fucking ten bees nests. Like he stuck his head in a fucking hornet's nest, and that's what happened to his face. You know what he looks like? He looks like he's going to be the next character for season three of Street Fighter Five, if I can be. <laughs> <laughs> oh and man, Rio's face is like the highlight for me because it is—it's the same. It's the same face from the Dreamcast, and he does blink. Because otherwise, I would say it never changes. But like, there was <laughs> like one comment in like the Kotaku article that I saw the trailer in. And I was like, I really hope that for the entire game, he has this face at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Constant, just unmoving frown. I hope he speaks out of it, too, and it never changes. Oh, man. Uh, they also have a publisher now. <laughs> they, Deep Silver is publishing the game. Um, Deep Silver, my God. <laughs> they okay yeah. with this? <laughs> you know? Uh, shit. Uh, there are people that are like, what happened to all that? Freaking uh, Kickstarter money that we gave, <laughs> Man, and uh... and I, I apologize for the listeners who are looking forward to this game. But uh, and if you if you saw this and you're totally okay with it, then all the power to you. You're going to have a fantastic experience with this game. 
I'm just saying, like, when you hear that a game is coming to PS4, like, the last thing you usually, ex- unless it's, like, you know, a straight, like, a PSN classic, like Castlevania Symphony Simple- of the Night, I mean, you're expecting kind of an update, you know what I mean, for mm-hmm. t- 2017. You, here's one. You expect their expression to change. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no one played Yakuza 0 this year and was mad that it didn't look like fucking the original PS2 Yakuza, you know? <laughs> like, instead, you got uh, Ryo with that look of determination face- <laughs> facing off against that guy who looks like he should be traveling with a white van to playgrounds, for Christ's sake. That's, pretty- <laughs> That's probably, like, the main bad guy of the franchise, isn't it? Uh, probably. I don't know. I played, like, I played, like, two hours of Shemu. Uh, on my Dreamcast, and I was like, who the fuck plays this for that? <laughs> for any longer than that? I don't like that game. Now, did the girl's expression change at all? Uh, I'd have to rewatch it, but I don't really want to. <laughs> it's like, I, I can, I seem to recall her, like, she actually would change face, but at least opening her mouth, but I think she was just always smiling, too, so she kind of had the same expression. Too. Like, uh, if anything, this tells me this game is a long, long way away. <laughs> it would have to be because after two years, if the characters and animations look like that, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it either better, it, it either be, it, it had either either be like a long way out or better just, or it's either going to come out in like forever from now or it's going to come out looking like shit. Those are, those are two options with this game. Oh, man. And it's fine. Like I... <sighs> I, I'm telling you, I'll never be as excited as I was when I saw the Final Fantasy VII remake announcement. But even then, I knew this is going to be a while. <laughs> like yeah. they, they didn't even have Final Fantasy X or Kingdom Hearts three out at that point. So, <laughs> exactly. So it, it, it was going to be a bit of time, and I accepted that just because it, it, it looks like it'll be super fun. By the way, their follow-up to the initial announcement, much better than this. Just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Can't take that away from it. <laughs> Put that on the back of the, the box. Our follow-up was much better than Shenmue 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I'm I'm not necessarily saying there's no hope for this game, uh, but at the very least, you should see this trailer and realize that we you've got some time until <laughs> this game comes out. <laughs> yeah. Or at least you should hope there's some time before this game. Yeah, because there's some fucking work to do on that. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you ever see the Mega 64 when they did uh, Shinmu on the game? No. And it was just the uh, one guy going up, up and asking random questions. Have you guys seen my father? <laughs> <laughs> Like, if they really wanted to get people hyped up, they should just have that one guy going up asking about his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if, you, if you're if you excited for this game, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just... <laughs> you know what? I am. Oh. I, I am at this point. Don't do Daddy. that, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> what doing? All right. Next story. Uh, all right, some and some better news. We've got a, a pretty decent block of Square Enix news. Uh, we've got some news coming out today, uh, August twenty fifth. Uh, Square Enix is remaking Secret of Mana. Really? Yes, the Super Nintendo classic, which was uh, released in August of ninety three, will be coming to both to PS four, Vita, and PC. 
on February 15th, 2018. That's a classic RPG, as you just said. It's a a very classic RPG, so yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, so um, according to Famitsu, um, this is going to be a full remake with full voice, um, new musical arrangements, and other new elements, like upgraded gameplay. Uh, It will also have local multiplayer on all platforms. You know, of course, that game uh, was offered local multiplayer on the Super Nintendo. Um, And... Yeah, it looks pretty looks pretty nice. It's it's kind of um, you know like how they remade Final Fantasy, some of the Final Fantasy games on uh, DS back uh, like about ten years ago, uh, where they fully made those into 3D with the like cutie kitsy like chibi characters uh, instead of the sprites. Uh, that's kind of what they're doing with uh, with Secret of Mana, and it looks really nice. So, here, let me send you a story so you can kind of gawk at these uh, screenshots with me. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for that because that's uh, I've actually never played a Secret of Mana game or Secret of Mana. Uh, and uh, this would probably be the best. Oh, hold on! Did I actually send you the wrong? <laughs> I think I sent you the wrong link. Uh, Secret yeah. of Mana Two. The what now? Square Enix is remaking Secret of Mana Two. Oh, I think maybe that's just a, a is hyperlink. That the next story. <laughs> no, oh, no. Go ahead. Just click on that. Just click on the fucking link. Right. <laughs> Don't worry about. Right. I'll do it on my phone so it doesn't interrupt the recording here. Jeez. Oh, um. Yeah, so there's no pricing for the game in North America, as far as I can tell. Uh, but for oh, reference, lovely. Yeah, um, for reference, uh, in Japan, the three versions will cost about forty-four dollars. So I'm guessing these are going to be full retail releases, as opposed to just uh, digital things. Um, but it looks to be worthwhile because because people love Secret of Mana for sure. Looks super good. I- I'm excited. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they never did anything with that beforehand, uh, before now, because, um, you know, that game is pretty beloved. Mm. All right, so what else was announced? Um, let's see, we've got some Final Fantasy XV news. Uh, can't one escape that. that. <laughs> you really can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's something that Malcolm sent me uh, earlier this week, that about only 30% of people who played the game finish it within the first month of release. Uh, so which, I'm excused uh, for taking so long. <laughs> which you know he character, which uh, director Hajime Tabata characterized as being quote very low. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, <so laughs> uh, he said quote There's a certain metric used to judge success. After one month from the game's release, how many players had completed the game, seen the ending? Uh, was very actually very low. Only thirty percent one month after. Um, and of course, that's not to say that the game wasn't successful, because obviously it was. It sold a fucking ton. Uh, people loved it and whatnot. It's just kind of, I guess, people a lot of a lot of people took their fucking time with that game, uh, present company included. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a big game, dude. <laughs> not to mention the fact that uh, I don't know if that's in any of your uh, any of your stories, but I believe like one of the developers was asked about possibly doing a fifteen two. Yeah, it is. It is? Okay, I'll, I'll wait for it then. Okay, uh, but yeah, to, to further elaborate on this, uh, in 2014, a Microsoft designer said that statistically speaking, uh, most people never finish the games they start. Uh, according to IGN, uh, during a presentation at GDC in 2014, uh, Microsoft Game Studios design lead Richard Arouse III cited Steam data that apparently showed that only 42% of people finished Mass Effect 3 47% for Portal and 32% for Skyrim, which is outrageous. I mean, for the for games they see to Skyrim and like Mass Effect, it's like okay, I can kind of see that. But 47% for Portal, that game is like five hours long. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? 
The the only way I could see that is if yeah, because some of the puzzles, especially towards the end, are really hard. Like me and my wife tag teamed it to beat the game, and then we would later do the same thing with co-op. And there are a few like I would get some answers, and she would get some answers. To this day, she has no idea how I figured out some some of the answers of the puzzles, and I have no idea how she got some <laughs> of the answers of the puzzles too. But uh, yeah, that game could be a surprisingly uh, you know deep as far as the puzzles go. So I can kind of understand that. But you're right; it it's like a really short game. <laughs> yeah, man. Like it's hard, but it's not fucking impossible either. We're not talking about fucking. Beating all the puzzles in fucking, what was it called? Fucking Fez, you know? <laughs> Where people are, like, mapping out, like, all the puzzles on graph paper and shit. <laughs> but you know what this means, Joe? What? You and I are members of an elite club. As not only have we beaten Final Fantasy fifteen, which makes us part of that 30%, but even smaller, I would argue, we are part of that elite group who platinum the game as well. <laughs> Uh, I'd have to look at the trophy percentages on that, or at least because that's a pretty accurate way to check, at least for PlayStation users, how many people actually platinum that game. Uh, shit. Well, whatever. I can look that up later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll uh, look it up while you go into the next story. Okay. Um, next story uh, for Final Fantasy 15, as Malcolm was alluding to. Uh, is that despite the success of that game, you know, critically and uh, commercially, uh, there are no plans for a 15-2. Um, game director Hajime Tabata, again, uh, he told Polygon that a full sequel just doesn't make sense for what the studio wants to do uh, with Final Fantasy 15. Uh, he said that, he said, quote, if you do that full sequel model uh, of expanding on an IP or series, it's a, it's good in certain ways. The negative of that is that there's a very large open period where you're not releasing anything. In that period, you get people to move away and their attachment to the franchise dissipates a little bit. Uh, yeah, as a result, Square is working on several other smaller things for Final Fantasy XV, um, you know, including obviously the, the episodic DLC for each of the party, each of your party members. Um, there's that fucking multiplayer thing that they're releasing. Uh, and of course they're releasing the fishing mini game <laughs> on VR, which is actually another story. Uh, that's finally coming out November 21st, uh, monster of the deep, uh, which actually seems <laughs> pretty it's neat. A, yeah. It's a fun game for VR. <laughs> I think. Like yeah. a lot of people aren't going to get to a lot of people are going to like, Oh, that looks stupid. It's like, it's not until you have the helmet on and you're actually doing the motions for fishing and pulling <laughs> it, that you realize, Oh, this is something much grander. God damn it. <laughs> and I think people underestimate how much fun fishing is in video games. Uh, oh, in Final it, Fantasy 15, it's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, obviously, like, even, you know, back in the day on that Dreamcast, like, one of the most popular games that fucking system was was that fishing game with the fishing controller. Uh, you know, there's, you know, things like that. Like, Nier Automata has a pretty good fishing mechanic. Uh, fucking, um, you know, even Persona 5 has some fishing in it. Uh, fishing is good. Um, there's even a trailer for a game that came. They they released a trailer for some fucking fishing simulator on uh, PS4 uh, a couple weeks ago, and it is like the most intense, like super, like fucking fishing video I've ever watched. It's like, what is happening? Uh, I'll send you that, and you should watch it uh, after we record. But it's it's super good. It's way more intense than a fishing game. I think everybody's <laughs> golf has uh, fishing as well. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Why not? 
Hey, uh, just to go back uh, for the platinum in Final Fantasy 15, it's showing 7.4%. Nice. So we are part of the elite 74 Nice. <laughs> the elite. The, the elite. <laughs> All right. And, uh, that is going back to the main story. That is actually kind of interesting that, you know, like they're avoiding it. Number one, I'm actually pretty cool with it as the sequel. Like num- just as soon as you say something like final fantasy 10, two or final fantasy 13, two or final fantasy 15, two, it already is kind of stupid. And, <laughs> yeah. and usually it's not as good as the original with exception of 13, two. Um, um, so, and, and I, I don't know, I don't know if you got a chance to do a survey they did in 15 a while ago. Uh, no. Uh, but you know, it was like, I think it was just around the time that either episode Prompto or episode Gladiolus dropped. And there was a survey and the, it was asking, Hey, what would you like to see next as far as DLC? And uh, they have a lot of ideas of where to, where to go next. They had, like, uh, one on, would you like to see story DLC on, uh, I, I her name's not Arachnia, but the Dragoon Lady from uh, 15, the Mercenary. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, would you like to see a story mode based on what Arden was doing while Noctis was away? Which actually sounds like a great idea. <laughs> uh, would you like one focused on... Uh, on Eris, why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, would you like to see stories focused on uh, the world of Ruin while Noctis was away? Again, like, he, everything going on with the world of Ruin sounds like a great idea. Uh, but they, they've got plenty of ideas of stuff to do with the story to add to it, which, you know, I don't mind. You know, like, if they're not going to do the full sequel, then by all means, just, like, uh, keep adding on little bits of it. Which is giving Final Fantasy 15 surprisingly a bits of life. So don't be surprised that there's a season two for 15. Mm. Joe is discouraged. Mm. Mm, no, yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> I don't want uh, that. <laughs> I will admit, like, if you don't want to do a season pass, like, so far all the DLC has been like five bucks each, and that includes the story stuff. Like, if you wanted to pass on Gladiolus, but you like Prompto and wanted to try his, it's just five bucks. Mm. Like, they're not asking for 20 bucks per DLC, which I appreciate. <laughs> hey, so, yeah. All right, moving on. What, what other, do you have any other Square Enix news? Uh, no, that's it for the Square Enix block. <laughs> All right, what else happened? Uh, we do have some of that Yakuza news we are talking about Woo! a little bit uh, yeah. earlier. I, let's see here. Let's start with, uh, let's start with the Yakuza 2 thing. Uh, a PSN leak, I guess, uh, revealed, un- unfortunately for Sega, uh, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it looks like Yakuza 2 is is getting its own uh, Kiwami uh, remake. Um, yeah, it's posted on NeoGAF, apparently. It briefly appeared on the Taiwanese PlayStation 4. <laughs> the listing, of course, is now removed, but a translation states that it will run on the engine powering Yakuza 6, uh, which is obviously going to be the most recent original game. Uh, the series when that's out, um, yeah, that's interesting because uh, yeah, that game is not going to be out for a while when the, when it is finally revealed. Uh, you know, like you know, Yakuza Zero, uh, you know, they they really or Yakuza Six rather, they revealed that the date for that is March twentieth, twenty eighteen. Uh, you assume that they're not going to somehow squeeze it in between now <laughs> and then. Uh, so I kind of wonder when exactly that game would be able to come out. Uh, it's interesting because uh, I believe this. Uh... The Kiwami stuff actually already came out to Japan a while ago. 
So what we're getting is sort of what they've already had over there in Japan. So it's just trans. Mainly, it's the translation that has uh, is what's uh, doing it. So, so uh, I'm really excited. Like I was talking about how they should do like a Kiwami for like one through five, and just like bring those over because uh, you know if you're a Westerner, it, it it can be kind of difficult to get your hands on a Yakuza game. Like I I don't believe I, I'm probably wrong, but I don't recall three ever coming over here. And that's so that's like a big bit of the game missing. I think four and five I've, uh, came, definitely came through here. here but uh, they're fantastic games. Like, I believe when we were discussing both uh, Kiwami and Six coming this year, that or I think uh, Six is going to be next next year. But, uh, uh, but, no, Yakuza 3 came out in 2010 in North okay. America. All right, right on. But I digress. Is, um, is that I hope we get like a, a PS4 remake of all those games and they just bring them over to the West because I, I really enjoy those games. And it's and going by the sales numbers that it did, that uh, Zero did, a lot of people enjoy those games too. So hopefully that'll encourage them to bring more and more of the story over here. And uh, for the PS2 remakes, it looks like they're going to sell them for twenty nine ninety nine, which is great. Uh, six, probably four, five, and six will be uh, closer to normal price. It's, but still, they're fantastic games. So I'm really, really super stoked when I heard that news. So uh, I'm getting Kiwami for Yakuza 1 on the 29th, so I can't wait. Mm. And what other Yakuza news do you have? Well, no, it's just that uh, Yakuza 6 coming out March uh, 20, what was it, 28th, did I say? I uh, 2018. Uh, oh, but well, I have some more Yakuza news. Sure. All right. You know what would make a uh, Yakuza Six even better, Joe? <laughs> I feel like you're about to tell me. Yes, I know what you're thinking. New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestlers being involved, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which which they are, as they announced that uh, certain members of the New Japan Pro Wrestling group will be in there as Yakuza leaders. <laughs> and can lead to optional boss fights. Those characters are Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace, the Rainmaker, Okada. Yeah. Uh, Tenzan and his best buddy, uh, Kojima, will also be in there, not to be confused with Hideo Kojima. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, Tetsuya Naito yeah. will be in there, which is awesome. And as soon as I saw this, I cannot wait to see what the boss fight with this guy looks at as Toru Yano will be the final <laughs> member of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Fantastic. <laughs> and they are all there in all their glory. So get ready for that. <laughs> oh, man, that's A-plus stuff. That is. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, that's my Yakuza news right there. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't have more Yakuza news. I've got other news. <laughs> By all means. Uh, let's see here. Following the Yakuza stuff, uh, here's an interesting st- uh, story here. Um, Bioshock turned 10 this week. Uh, the original game, uh, 10 years old on August 21st. Uh, and to celebrate, 2K Games are releasing a new anniversary edition for that game. Uh, which includes a giant 11-inch Big Daddy slash Little Sister statue. Nice. Uh, and it also includes, of course, the Bioshock, Bioshock the Collection for PS4 or Xbox One, 
Um, that'll that'll cost you 200, 200 clams, either at GameStop or on 2K's uh, page, respectively, or the 2K store. Uh, can't go to anywhere else besides those two places. Um, looks pretty neat. Nice. And congratulations to Bioshock. That's a classic title. Do you think we'll ever see a four? Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like Infinite was such a weird game, and that is kind of fucked completely with what I don't know. Like that, all that, all that, like all that Infinite fucking lighthouses thing was pretty trippy. I don't know what direction they go with after that, something like that. Uh, honestly, that's that's a question for much smarter people than me. Yeah, like Sandra is a huge fan of the franchise, and even she was like, "Yeah, I don't know what happened at the end there." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh. There's always a band, there's always a lighthouse, some shit. <laughs> it's like, I got the trophy, so I know I beat it, but... <laughs> no, that's the end. <laughs> Credits came up, so it wasn't a game over. <laughs> Unless um, playing Nero, in case maybe it is. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and he decided to give up his life as a freaking android and went off to research robots. The end. <laughs> <laughs> no one's wrong again. Went back to his home planet. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, let's see. In a similar vein, there's a game called We Happy Few. Uh, if you remember, mm-hmm. Microsoft showed it off at uh, E3 last year, 2016, uh, with their press conference. Um, that game's been uh, available in early access uh, on PC and Xbox One. But now we know that uh, Gearbox is going to be publishing that game, uh, of all people. Oh boy. Uh, and when they do, it will be on April 13th, 2018, on PlayStation 4 as well, because I, I wasn't sure that they'd announced their PlayStation 4 version of that uh, before this. But, uh, yeah, they'll be releasing a game for 60 bucks uh, on April 13th, 2018. Yeah, I, rec- I know that Jim Sterling did, like, an entire video about this, because um, I'm not going to say he didn't say this, and I won't say it either, but... You know, essentially, it feels like they were an indie game, and uh, you know, so you were thinking like maybe ballpark twenty nine ninety nine for this game or whatever. But yeah, uh, and then they uh, bought in with uh, Gearbox, and now it's sixty dollars, and now there's all these pre order bonuses, and there may even be microtransaction. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, that game uh, right now, via both Early Access and the Game Preview Program, um, I believe it's 30 bucks if you want to buy into the, the early version, this alpha version that you can play right now. Um, and I do believe they said that anybody who does buy that or bought into that version uh, will be upgraded to the full game uh, for no extra cost. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I guess that's that's nice, um, but yeah, it's like where the fuck did this <laughs> where the fuck did this game suddenly double in price? Yeah, it's like like he he brought it up in the video, and it's an interesting thing. Like, is there certain things you must do in order to be a triple A game? <laughs> it's like <laughs> like at the point where Gearbox is with you, does it have to go up to sixty dollars? Do you have to do all these? this ridiculous pre-order stuff and what have you and collector's editions. It's, mm, like, cause up until recently, I hadn't heard much about this game aside from the announcement. Yeah. And that one creepy demo they did forever ago, but it's been a while since I've heard anything. Right. And, and I'm looking at the, I'm actually looking at the Microsoft store now for the, the game preview version. That's actually been pumped up to 59 Uh, so if you bought in early, that's good for you. Um, but man, yeah, fuck. <laughs> man, so 
how do you feel about this? Do you think this is going to work out better for them, or do you think this might, I don't know, drop the ire of people about this game? Like, hey, what, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know. I, I think it's going to be they're going to – I feel like they just kind of added more weight to their shoulders to, to really prove that this game is worth a damn uh, – you know, because I mean, for all that, for as great as that original, you know, preview was, um, you know, as a game preview thing, it's like, all right, this game seems like there's, it seemed like there was a framework, but there still had a lot of work to be done to it. So hopefully, they figured something out, <laughs> and they're being her or justified in charging double for the game all of a sudden. And, and I hate to say this because the studio's responsible for one of my favorite franchises right now, but it also doesn't help that it's Gearbox. Of all people, too. Like, well, I mean, they're just publishing it. They're not developing yeah. anything. Um, like, I think Gearbox published a couple of other things. They're kind of dipping their toe into just being a publisher as well. Okay. Um, like, I think Telltale does that, too. Like, they, like Telltale, obviously, they develop a lot of their, their episodic stuff. But they, I think they published some zombie game about a, almost a year ago at this point. Um, so I'd have to look into what Gearbox has published before. Because, I mean, obviously, they... They did... Uh... Bulletstorm uh, Reloaded or whatever it was called. Is that them? I, I think it was. Mm, okay, because yeah, because I mean, obviously, like with Borderlands, they didn't they, they like they didn't publish that. That was two K. So famously, uh, they did that Alien game. <laughs> Full clip edition. Excuse me. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, point is, <laughs> this game has a lot to to prove. All of a sudden, I think more so than it had even before uh, they announced. You know. All of this extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they published. They published Homeworld. They published Fortnite. Uh, published, yeah, Bulletstorm. So yeah, weird, weird, weird. And that game was also unnecessarily sixty dollars. Yeah, Bulletstorm. It's like, man, cool. They they finally brought it home where it belongs, where people can actually play it. And it's like, yeah, it's sixty bucks again. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, no, but no, paid sixty bucks for it the first time around. What are you doing? <laughs> also, if you pre-order it we're gonna give you duke nukem well now i'm not gonna pre-order it <laughs> yeah great i want that shit <laughs> get, get, get that garbage out of here give it I to guess the I'll... Pasta, fucking a. <laughs> <laughs> they would oh, probably man. make a good duke nukem game oh man oh god all right so moving on what else happened all right uh i've got some nba video game news coming from both sides here malcolm Ooh. Uh, and this will be the last of the news I've got. Um, let's see. You want to hear about 2K or you want to hear about live? Let's hear about live first. Give All them, right. Give them the NBA opening live. start. <laughs> All right. Because this is actually pretty good news, I think. Uh, okay. They're, they're doing a thing here where um, anyone who pre-orders the game will actually be pre-ordering it for 20 bucks less than the game will cost uh, later down the line. They're doing uh, – you'll be able to get that game for 40 bucks at launch as opposed to the regular 60 That's not bad. Uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty good. That's actually something that 2K was able to do against them uh, back in the the NFL license heyday. Back you know with NFL 2K5, uh, the last 2K game, RIP, <laughs> in the NFL space, um, they launched that game at 20 bucks versus you know Madden launching uh, at at the full 50, uh, and that that was the one. That was that last year was the was the one year that two K was able to outsell Madden because you know, hey, that game was always better than fucking Madden. <laughs> and I'll fight anybody who tells me otherwise. Uh and that twenty bucks, you know, that got people that that had heard about how good two K was, uh, to jump on board and for the one year ever, uh two K was able to outsell uh Madden uh in two thousand and five. Uh 
so it's interesting for for EA to kind of flip the script uh, and do it to back to 2K with uh, with the NBA franchise. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good way to get. It's a good way to get people to like maybe check out NBA Live after so many false starts uh, over the last few years. I definitely, I definitely agree, agree with that. That's awesome. So what's, so what's, what's happening, happening with NBA 2K? Oh man! So obviously a little while ago they announced that uh, Kyrie Irving was going to be the cover star for that game, uh, which you know, which is great. You know, Kyrie Irving is a is a huge talent, one of the better point guards in the NBA. Of course, he's going to get a cover of, at some point. Um, and 2K, you know, of course, you're like, yeah, check him out. He's, uh, he's our star. Uh, here it is. <laughs> here he is in the, in the brand new Cavs jersey because they're, they're redoing all the, all the uniforms in the NBA this year. Uh, cool. Except right after, <laughs> after they revealed him as the cover athlete, he, sub, he at some point became very ha- unhappy, uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers and demanded a trade. Uh, and that trade finally happened a couple of days ago. Uh, they traded his ass to the Boston Celtics. <laughs> they traded his unhappy ass to the Celtics, and 2K was kind of left holding, was kind of left holding the, holding the bag. Like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> we got to make a new fucking cover for this game now because this motherfucker was playing with the Cavs when he fucking announced this, uh, and now he's with the Celtics. So what they're gonna do? Uh, is that that game is still going to launch with Kyrie Irving as a Cleveland Cavalier, but uh, down the line they're going to they're going <laughs> to make a new cover for that game with him with the Celtics, uh, which is hilarious. Or they can just put LeBron on there again. <laughs> they probably should have just put LeBron on the cover. Yeah, they, they try to be give everyone a chance, and they're a little whiner. That's <laughs> oh man, Kyrie Irving, that. That guy, that guy is a fucking fool. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? What happened to you? Not thinking. That's what he's doing. Oh man. So that's uh, that's that's funny. All right. So I have a bit of news here. Yeah, I see you've sent me a link here. Yeah, that's uh, for your personal enjoyment there, and uh, also, also backs up that there is fishing in everybody's garden. <laughs> All right. So there are two. All right, so this this news that you just linked me to was released yesterday. Everybody's golf, uh, and that's actually launching in a few days. It is. Uh, yeah, the trophies for that were just released, I guess. And uh, apparently, yeah, you're gonna have to master trophy, or you're gonna have to master some fishing to get the platinum in that game. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, fucking fishing. Uh, where's the fishing trophy? Let's see here. We're looking at man, that's a gold level trophy to complete the fish encyclopedia. Um, so Holy a shit. <laughs> so <whole> encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's two things there that I'm learning about. <laughs> like one that there's fishing, and two that there's going to be a whole fucking mess of fish to be able to catch and document. Uh, man. All right, fine. I guess I'll do that too. Uh, shit. Still easier than that birdie or whatever the hell you had to get on that last game. Um. Man, I don't know, because there's another trophy. I'm looking at this trophy list, and it's basically the same trophy again. <laughs> oh, Lord. Score Condor is what they're calling it here. Uh, it was a double eagle is what they called it in in World Invitational. Um, you can call it an albatross. You can call it, a, I guess, a condor if you want. I'm guessing either way, it's 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 the hole-in-one and a par four is what they're asking for. Uh, it's going to be hard. God damn it. Fishing, everybody. <laughs> All right, well... 
in uh, in fighter news, uh, some news on Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is one of the I think uh, I think for both of us uh, a game that we're surprisingly <laughs> pop- pumped up for. I am so jazzed for this fucking goddamn Dragon Ball game, and I still can't believe it. <laughs> uh, they recently announced uh, the launch window. It'll be February 2018 that the game will come out. And they announced a pre-order bonus, which, if you're a Dragon Ball Super fan, is actually a pretty big deal. As they announced that if you pre-order the game, which I was already planning to anyway, you get at launch both Super Saiyan Blue, Vegeta, and uh, Goku. And are you familiar mm. with Super Saiyan Blue, Joe? No, I, my my familiarity with Dragon Ball Z as a as a as a, as a property uh, kind of begins and ends. With uh, the Spanish dubs, I watched No Salvador when I visited. That's oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that show plays very frequently on Channel Four <laughs> in El Salvador. Well, Dragon Ball Super is the current uh, canon of the uh, the Dragon Ball story. That's uh, actually continuing right now. If you have Crunchyroll, you can actually watch it every week or watch what's there, of course. Uh, but Super Saiyan Blue is the next evolution up after Super Saiyan. So once you when you get achieve this state, you're pretty much have god power is how they call it, as they learn it from learning from Beerus, god of destruction. So this is like uh, to put in perspective, Super Saiyan Blue, Goku, and especially Vegeta was able to wipe the floor with Golden Frieza, which was the main bad guy from the second big arc of the Dragon Ball Z story. <laughs> well, of course. And uh, they are, it's badass. Vegeta's my favorite character, just FYI. So I i was already down for this game, so absolutely I'll be down. They've also recently shown off uh, clips of not only Krillin and Piccolo being introduced to the game, they also announced Android 16. And uh, in an interesting twist, uh, Android 17 with Android 18. Like, 18 is not going to be his own fighter. It, the way the story works, it's primarily Android 17, but he'll show up for, like, tag team super moves and what <laughs> have you. As those cool. two are usually a duo in the saga. So that's actually pretty cool. So that so you get those two characters if you pre-order, which the game already looks fantastic. So I was already all set to pre-order that. And I think they did open up, uh, you know, sign-ups for that closed beta uh, a few days ago. So... I have to look that up. Uh, and finally, and this is the last bit of news that I'll have. Uh, we talk, I was talking about this with Joe, actually, so I was kind of surprised this wasn't a part of the news. But the uh, trailer for the latest fighter pack for Injustice 2 recently dropped. Uh, they introduced the, the next three characters that will be released as DLC, which uh, if you got the, I believe, either the deluxe or the ultimate pack, definitely the ultimate pack. You'll be getting these for free. But the first fighter will be Raiden, (laughs) which, you know, why not? We already got Sub-Zero, so why not? Uh, Followed by uh, Black Manta, which, you know, he looks pretty badass in here. And in the most jaw drop, it's been a while since I've been this shocked watching a trailer. And thank God uh, the YouTube video I watched just, like, showed, like, a random scene from it and didn't do the reveal because, like, literally... As soon as I hit clicked left on the PS4 to go to the next video, it, they were showing him like for, right at the forefront, and which ruined surprise, which would have ruined the surprise. But 
They show Raiden and Black Manta getting into a scuffle, and a missile from Black Manta flies off, and a red hand grabs the missile, pulls it close, and uses it to light a cigar. Er, And he says, thanks, as the third guy is Hellboy. (laughs) A dark horse comic comic book character, character, yes, dark dark horse, not CC. This, this is awesome. Is awesome. This, 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 I was like, I was like gotta be, this is great. And it sounds like he's being voiced by, oh, what, what's, what was the actor's name? I can't believe I'm forgetting. Right Ron now. Perlman? Ron, it sounds like he's being voiced by Ron Perlman. Either that or a guy who does an amazing Ron Perlman. But, yeah. So, come on, you, you gotta admit, that's, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm not gonna say it's not cool. And. There's no footage yet of him in action. I believe Hellboy will be the final guy, which is interesting because they started right, right off with Red Hood, which was one of the most requested characters for that. I guess they wanted a hot opener. But uh, Hellboy, and you know, somewhat wisely, they're going to wait, hold off. I assume that uh, Raiden will drop sometime in August, and then we'll get each one at followed by Black Manta in September, and we'll pro- they'll probably save Hellboy. Actually, kind of apropos for October. <laughs> but yeah, I, that was exciting news. I mean, good on in, good on NetherRealm. There, you could see them experimenting with fighters, like even going back to uh, to the Mortal Kombat rebirth that they did, Mortal Kombat Nine, where mm. like like a Freddy Krueger was a character, Kratos was a character. I believe uh, Jason became a character a little later too. Like they they enjoy like mixing it up and like adding people who kind of fit in or maybe like outside the idea of working in there, but it still works. Like if this means that they're open to other comic book characters, like don't get me wrong, I doubt we're going to see Iron Man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then again, if uh, Marvel doesn't care about them now. Maybe we'll see Wolverine one of these days. Is, uh, I doubt it. But <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't count on seeing the X Men in anything. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, probably not Marvel, but there, there's still a bunch of awesome comic books out there here that have nothing to do with Marvel versus DC. And this does nothing but help Dark Horse by having like one of their most popular characters into this uh, big name title. So I'm trying to think of, like, other characters that could do this. Like, oh, man, like, th- this opens up a lot more possibilities and makes the game look just a little bit more exciting for me. Yeah, like, it's it's cool to see. Like, I think NetherRealm is really great at, at, at getting characters that make, that are somehow completely out of out of left field, but somehow completely fit, like, their games like canon. Like, when they <laughs> decided to start putting in, like, freaking Freddy and Jason into Mortal Kombat, everyone's like, wait, what? Oh, wait, no, that makes all the sense in the world, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think, yeah, they they did that again here with with Hellboy and Injustice. So, yeah, that's great stuff. And I'll say this much. This suddenly adds a lot more credence to the rumor that Spawn is going to be a character. Yeah, like that would be a huge one. Yeah, or maybe get, like, Savage Dragon in there. (laughs) It would be hilarious if they got... uh, Irredeemable, or I forget what the character's name in Irredeemable is, but he's basically he's basically what they used as you know to make Superman evil in uh, Injustice. It's basically the same character, <laughs> but uh, it'd be funny to see that there. Oh gosh, uh, but that does it for my news stories. Uh, unless you found anything else? No, that's that's it. All right, folks, that does it for episode 196 of the Firmware Update. Thank you so much for listening with us in once again patreon.com 
slash the firm up. That's patreon.com slash the firm up. Anything you can do to help us. Also, there's audible, audibletrial.com slash firmware update. If you want to get a free book on us, just head over there and follow the directions that I specified earlier, and you can get started up with a free book. Folks, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, you can hit that subscribe button on your Apple Podcast app and get every episode as they come. And like I said at the beginning, five-star reviews greatly help out the show. If you've got an Android device, never fear. We're on such apps such as Stitcher Radio and Pocket Cast. Once again, they have rating systems on there too, so please give us a five-star. It greatly helps out the show. Uh, If you want a direct download then you can go right to our website thefirmup.com where you can find uh, a link to download each and every episode as they come you also can find articles written by joe garcia so go check those out we also have a facebook page once again hit that like button helps us out tremendously and we post a link to our website on there where you can get each and every single episode And we do mailbag episodes as soon as we get emails. So if you want to write us about anything, it can be video game related. Hey, maybe you just have a question on what Joe's favorite comic book is. Maybe you're (laughs) curious about what my thoughts on Shin Godzilla. You can write in mailbag at thefirmup.com. That's mailbag at thefirmup.com. You can also find us on Twitter, PSMalk for me, at Wands23 for Joe. And at the firm up for the show itself, where we also tweet the latest episodes and whatnot as well. Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, nope. Just thought, well, I'll end it the way I always end it now. Uh, Patreon.com slash the firm up. All right, folks, we will see you next time. Adios. Mm-hmm.